This podcast is rated M for mature for language and an obligatory use of a Jar Jar Binks accent. For a censored version of this podcast, please close your ears and hum the tune of any 1970s sitcom every time you hear the word shit. Hello, hello, and welcome to the second episode of the Non-Player Character Podcast. I'm your host, NPC, Paul Logan, and today on the podcast, I invite you to join me in taking a big, deep breath in celebration of E3 being over. I am joined by my co-host NPCs Noah Belmer and Dan O'Ravasari to wrap up E3 and talk about the game trailers we saw and our list of most anticipated games coming out within the next year. This is another roundtable discussion of E3 2017 Mayhem, so expect some high level of sound quality as we are once again mic'd collectively instead of individually. I swear we'll get better at this. Uh, This is also a very special episode, but I don't really have time to get into that. That was a reference to something that hasn't happened yet in the podcast. I'm batting a thousand today. Anyway, I'll be back at the end for corrections and such, but for now, just breathe with me. (sighs) All right, guys. Well, I'm here with Noah. How's it going, Noah? And Dan... Hey. How's it going, Dan? It's going. That's good. Yes. So we just watched a few trailers from E3, and E3 was, what, just a few days ago? Just about, yeah. Just about. Oh, man. Oh, what a great year for video gaming, right, guys? It felt so good. Uh, Yeah, I mean, ARK's coming out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, ARK's coming out. Of course it is. Okay. (laughs) I kind of feel stupid because I, you know what, I expensed out... A huge, huge thing for the, from the podcast, mm. and I know it was a lot of money, but I think it's worth it. it. I got a time machine for the podcast. I think it'll pay itself off. I think it will too. You know, I mean, yeah. we can go back in time and just steal our food so that we still have food. You That's know? a I really like good how idea. Food is what you go to. I have a time machine. I'm gonna go <laughs> get free food. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he spent so much money. We ain't got no money for food no more. That's actually that a good actually point. A point. Yeah, yeah, I can't feed you guys anymore. Sorry. So, yeah, I spent a lot of money on a time machine, but before the show, I sent myself back a couple times uh, to E3 so that we can, you know, kind of class this podcast up. Exactly. Really make this, this podcast is a classy something. Right exactly. Here. So long as you don't mess up the timeline, all right? Don't flash this. I'm up. really hoping I don't. I'm really hoping I don't. But now that, you know, I'm back and the timeline is relatively neutral, uh, we can report live from E3. Isn't that amazing? That is, that's the first. That has got to be a first. It's got to be a first, right? Yeah. No other podcast can say that they are retroactively reporting live from somewhere, anywhere. Because that's impossible. Exactly. Until now. Until now. Until exactly. Now. Until now. <laughs> so, first, I'm just going to throw to myself, back in the past, how's it going today, Paul? Thank you, Paul. Thank you, everyone back at the studio. Uh, Yes, I am here out in front of the Los Angeles Convention Center at E3 2017, and boy, am I excited. I just stepped out of the time machine, and already, from what I'm seeing, it's going to be a great year for video games. The EA press conference is about to start in 45 minutes, but I'll tell you now what I'm seeing in the convention center lobby. Uh, Just looking around, I'm seeing signs for Star Wars Battlefront, a game I'm pretty excited to get my hands on. Uh, There's a big poster for Call of Duty World War II, and something I don't see immediately are signs for a restroom. 
still looking for a restroom. What I was not told about the time machine is the lack of facilities, something that would have been nice to know before I was hurled through time and space, breaking all known laws of causality and physics. I will keep you up to date as events unfold and message you throughout the EA press conference. Back to you. Uh, so, yeah, that was me. Isn't that amazing? Uh, he hasn't uh, gone into E3 yet, but it's still... I would never say more of you is amazing. Well, but, all right, that's, yeah, that's a little harsh, but that's fine. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, first off, he talked about uh, a little bit of Call of Duty. I mean, he's anxious to see Call of Duty. He's anxious to see Battlefront. Who isn't, really? I mean. Yeah, and now that we have seen it, what do you guys think? Call of Duty, Battlefront. Uh, honestly, this is actually the first year I have to say that I'm more excited for a Call of Duty title than I am like a Battlefront Battlefield title. Really? Yeah. Uh, why? Um, I think it's the World War II genre. I've always been a big fan of that that you know era, and I honestly think that Call of Duty is almost showing the fact that they've kind of moved past the things that made Call of Duty very much a dude bro shooter yeah. and are doing a bit more to make it an actual shooter that actually has some depth and yeah. new content. Yeah. And that new content, there's a new way of kind of playing and that to me is like you, so you're, you're talking about they're getting rid of the character or class customization and now they're going into more class-based things like Battlefield. Exactly. Which Battlefield is was always sacrilegious to me. That is sacrilegious. Call of Duty, the point of Call of Duty is to set up your own little dude and go out there and, and just kill, 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 and drink your, your Cheetos Dew. and drink your Mountain Dew. Yeah. You're not supposed to sit on a hill for 35 minutes waiting for one guy to cross your sniper crosshairs. Yeah, but when that guy crosses... Yeah. All right, all right. You gotta keep your KD up, man. <laughs> do, do you, Noah, do you... Are you looking forward to World of War? World at War 2? <laughs> <laughs> you know, for the World of the War, I think we're really going into it. <laughs> for Call of Duty, uh, I mean... You're always looking forward to a Call of Duty game. It's always a big thing that comes in. Whether you're going to play it or not, you kind of have to look forward to it. It's this industry. You have to look forward to it. Okay. Um, I'm personally more looking into the Star Wars, though. I've been a Star Wars fan since I can remember. Um, the fact that they're bringing back the clones, the fact that they're bringing back the CIS... Um, yeah, everybody hates it. I love. Those no, movies. I mean no. It, it was really cool that I saw a better Star Wars Episode One at E3 2017 than I did in the theaters back in 2000 whatever. Yeah, I mean, me such that, a bitch. No, oh, no, God, no. Stop the podcast. We're, We're done. done. We're done. <laughs> Can we get the time machine on that one? <laughs> um, yeah. So like, I'm a big fan of Star Wars as well. It's just I honestly think the IP just can't handle the amount of like saturation it's actually starting to get we've had we're getting a movie every year now we're getting a game for it that's you know high project uh, high production and basically going to be advertised to death right. every two years right i mean you know this this sentiment that you're that you're kind of spewing out of your mouth right now uh <laughs> it isn't shared by many people no, i understand it i yeah. do understand because uh star wars is something that if it does get oversaturated it will hurt it but I think if they choose the right projects, maybe the Han Solo and, Solo movie, uh, <laughs> the Han Solo Solo movie, I just realized the that. The Han Solo movie. Yeah, the Han Solo movie. Maybe that wasn't the greatest idea in the world. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. We, uh, The time machine is out of plutonium, so I can't go forward <laughs> and watch the movie, come back, and tell you guys. Well, my thing is, it's like I want to see Star Wars projects that don't feel like they're just monetizing 
you know, either new audiences or existing audiences. I want to see new content that's based to actually push the franchise forward, not so much like, hey guys, here's more stuff that we could sell you. Yeah. Remember these cool characters? Well, guess what? You can now buy another dinner plate with their fucking face on it. <laughs> I don't, yeah, no, that, I, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, I don't need like $100 DLC packs. I don't need any of that stuff. Give me new existing, like new Star Wars stuff to fanboy out for. I don't care about the old stuff. I've been through there. I've gone past it. Give me more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I get that. But right now, we're talking about Battlefront. And Battlefront is literally going through Episodes 1 all the way to Episode 7 and apparently to Episode 8 when that comes out. Um, so that that is literally the exact opposite of what you're talking about. They're not giving you anything new. What they're giving you is everything that you've already seen. And that's what I don't want, though. In 1080p, sometimes 4K. No, and that, that's huh? what I'm saying. But you're asking me what I want, and yeah. that's what it is. And, yeah. and it's not that I won't like probably and have some interest when you know the movies start coming out because always the Star Wars fever starts to spark up. But the problem is, is you know what else? Right. You know, uh, all we see from Star Wars is. You know, rehashes yeah. of existing IP. Well, as as a younger as a younger person, Noah, yes, uh, one that probably saw the <laughs> saw the, the prequel the, the prequel trilogy yeah. outside of theaters, yes, the first time, yeah, wow, Christ, yeah. world. Okay, mm-hmm. so what what do you what do you feel about this? What first I, off, let me get your thoughts about Battlefront. I I am liking the concept. Are you talking about the original Battlefront? No, no, no. Yeah, Battlefront okay. 2. We don't talk um, about Battlefront 1. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't. Um, it's looking good. Uh, there are a lot of gameplay features that I saw that I did not like. Um, but the fact that they're bringing back the clones, the fact that they have the droids back, that era where there was the big war, that is what I like. That is what I liked about Star Wars. That's what got me into it. Of this, course it is. It is. I, <laughs> hey, whatever. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, you know that uh, I'm really liking the what they're gonna do with the story stuff. I like trying to see it from the Imperial side rather than the Jedi side. That's a good point. You know, this campaign does look good, and apparently it is full canon. Yes, Disney's yeah, and it, signed it, off. It actually it. has to, you know, make it easier on them to not have to write any new content. That's true. Because they can literally just rehash the existing I mean, stuff and exactly. flip the script. And flip the script. Yeah, that's you know, I that's see what you're doing. Be, yeah, you know, yeah, all right, all right. Got to be cheap. God, no, you can. How how cold is your heart, man? <laughs> how cold is your heart? I don't have one. All right, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. So, what about the oversaturation of Star Wars? You know, uh, I, I can agree with you that if they keep rehashing the same thing, same thing over and over and over again, it can be wrong. What I will go back to is that how many, before Disney canceled all the canon, how many different expanded, uh, what was it called, expanded universe. universe? How many different expanded universe stuff was there, like, in books? There was millions of books, millions of online stories that all describe Star Wars, different characters, their different stories. Is this dude talking expanded universe right now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but I mean, there's so much of it, and it's all different. The 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 name Star Wars, I can see it be saturated so much, but so is the name Mass Effect, right? No, to no. one point, it could be. It could be. It could be, but it's not. It's not. We're not. We're not reliving through Mass Effect two for the last twenty five years. <laughs> Why? That would we don't know. We're not. We should. We should. Great. But we aren't. And that's yeah. the thing is, we've been through this period of time in the Star Wars universe. You know, not not to not to go to the expanded universe, no. but there are, you know, there has been these um, moments that you know have been written and kind of documented and, and like fleshed out where there's content that they could visit. But Mandalorian armor with Boba Fett, all of that. Yeah. 
we don't get any of it. That's yeah. true, which is sad, and I see that monetizing. But you're going to be upset that you're going to relive this Star Wars stuff that you hate, but you're really looking forward to reliving it. Have you ever ridden a roller coaster like 400 times? No, because roller coasters are scary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not after the 400th time, dude. Like, that's what I mean. Is like, I mean, literally, gonna... I've been on this ride for years and years You've and years. I've seen this... these characters for years and years and years. I've seen that every action figure coming out every year. Give me something new. All what right. do you want new from Call of Duty? Like, you're going to see the same World War you're going through over and When was the last time we saw a World War II game? You know what? From... Go talk to your grandfather. He'll probably tell you all about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I disagree with both of you. I want a hundred more Star Wars movies as yes. long as each one of them is flawless. And Call of Duty 2 is turning into Battlefield, and I hate it. Anyway, I did, however, get to send a few of myself back in time in, in different time periods because you know I'm kind of spreading out the plutonium that I had to use so I have one guy Don't that I sent that. using the uh, 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 built-in uh, atom organizer that actually like makes another me how many gigawatts does that run off of oh like six Six. Would six. you say six. Whole six? Just six. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to check in on him real fast, and then we'll come back and talk about what he saw. Yes, thank you, Paul, and everyone back at the studio. This is Paul Two, the clone of my master, reporting live relativistically from E3 2017. I just stepped out of the last press conference of the show, which was Sony's, and boy, was I mostly underwhelmed. A small handful of good games coming to the console, but most of those won't be coming until next year, and a few duds, like Days Gone, that seem uh, somewhat of a letdown. As our listeners may or may not know, I was created only a few short hours ago through the Time Machine's built-in Atom Organizer, and I already know that a third-person zombie shooter game is getting a little tiresome. And now, as I only have a few short moments before the molecules in my body deteriorate and I am left as a nebulous pile of organic matter on the floor, a protoform, if you will, I only have one game on my mind, and that is Just Dance 2018. Really? Just Dance 2018? Really? That's right, Noah. Just Dance 2018. I can report that I am basically an infant, void of any higher brain functions, placed into the body of a grown man and put onto this world to live out a short and painful life. So the bright lights and simple rhythms of Just Dance 2018 is the only thing I can think of at this time. The fact that I am not, at this moment, dancing to catchy K-pop songs is making this reporter just a little fussy. Back to you in the studio. Okay, so now we're talking about Ubisoft and everything that they had at their press conference. Ubisoft. Whatever. So we're talking about Ubisoft and everything that they had at their press conference, like the incredibly anticipated Mario plus Rabbids. Uh. XCOM meets Mario, guys. This this is the game. Okay. This is the game. You can't get on me about like being tired of Star Wars rehashing and then go, yeah, man, give me some more Mario and Rabbids. I'm going to glue two IPs that have just been super beaten to the ground <laughs> together and go, man, this no. is some new content. Okay, I get it. I get it. I understand. But it's XCOM on the Switch. But it's not no, it's No, 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 no. What it is is it's anything on the Switch. <laughs> yeah, it's something. <laughs> no, I get that. I, I understand. The only reason I'm buying this game is because, yes, I want to be able to play a quote-unquote XCOM-type game Anywhere I go. Anywhere I want to play. Just wait for Fire Emblem. 
I will. I will also no, wait for won't. Fire Emblem. You're going to buy this. I am also going to. Can't I get both? No. I don't have a lot more money. The time machine did cost a lot of money, so maybe I'll rethink this. But the point still stands. This is the gameplay that I want to see. And maybe, maybe, yes, the Mario, the Rabbids thing, that is stupid. Absolutely. It, Rabbids are annoying. It's a blatant annoying. cash grab. Did it is a blatant crash Did cash you grab. see how crash ugly grab. those amiibos look? Yes. Yeah, I'm not going to buy the amiibos. I'm not an idiot. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you <laughs> I'm not going to buy the amiibos. I swear to God. I did buy the Zelda one, though, just recently. Excuse uh, me, what's that in your closet over there? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, what, what I'm buying is the gameplay. The gameplay looks good. There also might be a little laugh. Like, yeah, the rabbits are stupid, but every now and then, <laughs> maybe that's all I'll get. But that's worth it. <laughs> Most video games don't even give me a little chuckle. That's because um, you're dead in the soul. Yes. Yeah. I have no soul. Dan has no heart. And you have both. Yeah. yeah. That's why you're here. That's oh, why boy. you're here. Yeah. I guess the Grinch does need to smile every once in a while. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to talk about Just Dance 2018, but yeah, I guess. Thank God. I guess. <laughs> I guess K-pop is now a thing, everybody. So. Uh, yeah. Welcome to, what was it, like eight years ago? Yeah. 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 Yeah, welcome to 2010. So, uh, there's Just Dance coming out. What else? What else did Ubisoft talk Assassin's about? Assassin's Creed uh, Origins. Uh, yeah, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Creed again. again. Yeah. yeah. Ass Creed. Ass yeah. Creed. So, okay. They're taking it back to a time period we haven't seen. That's a plus in my in my book. That's a that's a plus in the color. <laughs> this is a, this is a brand new time time frame. Uh, uh, before anything before anything. This is ancient Egypt we're talking about. But this is For some reason he has a hidden blade. I have a problem with that. But everything else... And he looks exactly like everybody else. He looks exactly like everybody else. I mean, he has to be a descendant of somebody. But anyway. The problem is, is that Assassin's Creed 1 was the beginning of this. It was literally in history that there was a group called the Assassins that actually existed. And this was why it was based off of history. Why you're going to keep going against your own history and go even further before that. Like, no, 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 no. That history bit that you learned in actual history class, no, 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 no. Forget about that. What really happened was some dude in Egypt, like, looked at the pharaoh and said, yo, hidden blade. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> the end. Credits roll. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 do, I do understand yeah. that it looks the same. That's my problem. It looks the same for gameplay standards. It looks the same for, um, uh, 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 like, graphics. I mean, yeah, it, it looks, looks a little better. Brighter. And it's, it's a little bit more, I want to say, like, hardy looking. It's a little more, you know, uh, it puts... Like, I would say it's a closer third-person view from what it looks like. Right. It's closer which over is, the shoulder. Which is kind of nice. I mean, the combat yeah. looks like they're going back, which is actually preferred in my eyes. Because I, I don't yeah. like most of the combat from, what, Unity and uh, Syndicate. I enjoy Unity's, um, but Syndicate, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just... too fisticuffs for me. Too much punching, not enough yeah. cu cutting people. My thing is, like, uh, there's only so many, like, encampments or, like, hey, clear out this zone. Make sure you spend 20 minutes walking around to stop this guy from getting getting to the bell. Okay, we'll cut the bell down. Now do this 15 more times. Yeah. Like, yeah. I am so tired of the cookie cutters. And, 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 and that maybe that's going to be my, you know, theme going through this podcast is literally... I, it, stop with the rehash. Right. You want something new. I, that's exactly it. Yeah. 
I'm okay if they kept it the old stuff, right? What I will say, quick tidbit, congratulations Ubisoft for realizing that this is uh, 2017 Year of the Bow, right? You got Horizon, you got <laughs> Zelda with the bow, <laughs> you got Tomb Raider with the bow, and now Assassin's Creed Yeah, I mean, the they're bow. not terribly yeah. too late. Yeah, yeah. they're not terribly yeah, yeah. too late. They're like right on the cusp. Yeah, um, this is the end now. <laughs> but I don't see the story point, right? Like, if we look at all the different Assassin's Creed retros, you were, uh, Altair, you started as Assassin. You were Ezio, Master Assassin. You build up your own creed, your own brotherhood. You then went on to Assassin's Creed 3, which we don't talk about. I liked 3. <laughs> I liked 3 too. All right. Oh, man. Yeah, something we actually agree on. Yeah, that's fantastic. This is scary. <laughs> <laughs> but then you go to uh, 4. You were a pirate, right? You go to Unity. You were part of the rev- revolution, right? Oh, you're a French guy. You go to Syndicate. French guy, yeah, yeah. France guy, whatever. France guy. <laughs> you go to uh, Syndicate, and you were uh, you were a gang leader, yeah, right? Gangs you were a gang of New York. Leader. Yeah, gangs but of in New York London, type stuff, right? Yeah. And to have all the same gameplay mechanic, sure. But you come back to this new one. You are what uh, um, of the police type thing, the Majad. You're the last of the Majad, as from what I know. Um, it's a specific type of Egyptian. Like they are the police of the government. You're the last one. Nobody likes you anymore. Okay, right? so you hear this silence, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody knows wow. what this is, right? No. So I had no idea. What yeah. what's the point on keeping this going? Then the whole history factory on that is the <sighs> the point on keeping this going is to keep Ubisoft. Can we insert like a cha ching sound? <laughs> yeah. <Cha-ching>. yeah. <laughs> I, I can do that right here. Cha-ching. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. Um anyway, anyway. I got a couple more of my guys back in time. On the show floor, we'll check back with them right now. Thank you, Paul, but I'm going to have to take a rain check on my report. Uh, turns out I was accidentally sent back to E3 2007, if you can believe it. Uh, more on this as the story develops. Uh, that definitely was a mistake. I'm very sorry about that. I hope everything turns out okay. Um, but, okay... Well, I am getting word that uh, the first guy I sent back, the first guy we were talking to, just walked out of the Sony press conference, so we'll see what he has to say. That's right, Paul. I just walked out of the Sony wing of the show floor here at E3 2017 uh, and got my hands on Uncharted The Lost Legacy, and it was sure fun. Uh, Gorgeous graphics, solid gameplay as always, and I would like to also report that after I located the bathrooms here, I saw a hooded figure following me around the show floor, and I can only assume that it is the Time Wraith that has chased me through time and space just before I land vowing my destruction. Back to you at the studio. So, Sony. Probably the best show of E3, but that isn't saying very much because most of the shows kind of sucked. Yeah, I, I, I gotta give a little bit of credit to Microsoft. I did think they did a solid, right. you know, uh, presentation. Solid shit. <laughs> well, so, their big thing is they actually understand the market, and the big thing, and especially the gaming industry, is the word exclusive. And they browbeat everybody in the audience, everybody who watched it. It's true. Exclusive. Yeah. Microsoft exclusive. Man. And how many exclusive games did they bring to the table? Oof. One. Maybe three. Two. Yeah, three. Three. Something like that. <laughs> Even though they called out like 40 or something? Yeah, or yeah. 20? Yeah. It was it was ex- uh, uh, exclusive content, they kept saying. It's exclusive content or time launch exclusive. Yeah, launch exclusive. It was exclusive right. to the press conference. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> PUBG was one of them. Yeah. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, if you don't know. 
But the thing is, is a lot of the market's not going to understand the difference between a launch exclusive and a exclusive exclusive. They did a good job with that, and that's why I was saying, like, I think Microsoft did a good job of what E3 is supposed to be about. And this exact thing that we talked about on the last show is the, you know, the investors, that, that money portion of it. They understand that people are going to look at the Xbox console and go, okay, this is the place to get exclusives. Yeah. No. I mean... Okay, so the Xbox One X, first off, I hate the name. It should have been called the Scorpio. I don't know why. Uh, We were totally wrong and right about the price point. I was closer. Yeah, you were closer. I'm not not denying that you were closer, but um, I was right in that the analysts, as soon as that number came and hit hit stage, they hated it. Every single analyst across the board hated that number. If anybody doesn't know... $500 $500 for the new Xbox One coming out. 499 Uh Yeah, it's coming with some exclusive features that you're not going to get anywhere else, but... Uh, <laughs> get those high-end cooling yeah, get the, Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, we could rehash the same conversation about the uh, prolifer- proliferation of uh, 4K TVs and if this is even hitting a market that will accept it. But instead, I'm going to move on to Sony, because Microsoft didn't announce anything yeah. that we hadn't heard of already. They were showing things that other people uh, uh, were announcing. But Sony Sony announced, finally, a release date for Days Gone, and I think I fell asleep as soon as that was shown I think so was it there yeah. I heard I heard I heard it was there yeah. I, I, I don't know I, don't I know. thought I was watching uh, Sons of Anarchy or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah I thought I was watching Sons of Anarchy and then like a zombie showed up and I was yeah, and like then, this is Walking weird, Dead comes on right after this is a what weird is like another spinoff for Walking Dead yeah yeah uh, yeah uh, to be honest that game the first thing that they showed last year at E3 looked fantastic and then this year they show you driving around as a biker and doing everything generic that you've ever done in any zombie game just about ever. Yeah. Yeah. Not the direction you want to go. No. America. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's there to say, right? You, Yeah, you're on a bike. You're a motorcycle guy. You know, good job for them for watching The Walking Dead and being like, yo... Everybody's in love with that motorcycle, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's true. Like, it's total Daryl. Right? Congratulations. It uh, is, is Daryl. God damn it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, the zombies look cool, you know? But, <laughs> but we've seen zombies. We've seen zombies we've seen before. Zombies, right? I would rather have a, a dying light, too. I hate it when Ooh. people rehash things. Not that, that, just not that I haven't that, said yeah, that before. Yeah, you haven't said that before. All right, well, um, let's see. I guess God of War. God of War, in my God opinion. Of God of War. God of War looked amazing. He threw an axe. It threw was great. Mm-hmm. Um, he also called it back like Mjolnir, yeah. which was fantastic. I'm sorry, say that name one more Mjolnir. Mjolnir. <laughs> that is the correct pronunciation. I will fight anybody with a Mjolnir. <laughs> Who says it isn't the correct pronunciation? Mjolnir. <laughs> what I, I gotta say is, I like the fact that they're, they seem to be doing a direct approach to show that there's story, there's actual yeah. depth to God yeah. of War. Because in the past, it was like, hey, look at me rip off, was it Hermes or... Everybody. He's close. That's all he close. did was rip <laughs> yeah. off heads. Yeah. And clothes, yeah. 
and this time they're kind of like, look, there's there's something to this person, right? He is, you know, he is a man, he is a father. Yeah. There's some depth, there's some sort of tragedy inbound of some sort. Did right. they say how long this has been since the last God of War game? Like, how long has it been that he's had this transformation? Do no they idea. know? No idea. No idea. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, we, we might. I, I actually thought that they were sort of doing a soft reboot, but then I saw that there was an urn of like depicting him as the OG Kratos. Okay. Um, and that was. It, it, it's an interesting way. I, I want to see what they're doing with it and what they mean. Uh, so I'm going to buy the game. I'm going to oh, love absolutely. that game. It looks it's fantastic. A must buy. Yeah, yeah, it's a must buy. Anyway, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about more uh, uh, granular uh, games that we are looking forward to, games that uh, weren't showcased at any uh, uh, press conferences, and Nintendo. Yay, Nintendo! And now, for another thrilling adventure of... If Half-Life 3 Came Out Today! Episode 2, Campsite. Hey, did you hear Half-Life 3 came out? Really? Yeah. Is it any good? Yeah, I mean, I mean, one reviewer gave it like a 7 out of 10. So. Really? Yeah. 7 out of 10? Yeah, I mean, 7 out of 10. I was hoping to play that game. Yeah, but 7. And so concludes another thrilling adventure of... If Half-Life 3 came out today! It's okay, we're recording now, so it's fine. Oh, are we? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Can we leave that in? Yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, sure. Why not? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to do that. On so we're back, I guess. Uh, we're talking now, I guess, more granularly. Yes. I guess. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> did you fuck up your own timeline again? I did. Okay. Uh, look, time travel is not easy on the psyche. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, so we're talking uh, first about... Oh, I'm sorry to cut you off there, Paul, but I just saw a few things here at E3 2017 that both surprise and bewilder me. I saw a new IP from BioWare, Anthem, that looks like it might just be the next big thing in gaming. And another Paul, possibly from a different time stream, just walked by me a little while ago. I'm thankful that BioWare is really putting something new and different on the table and that the other Paul did not see me as that would cause a rip in the space-time continuum destroying all of these great games and existence as we know it. Paul? Okay, that was that was a little weird, but moving on. So, um, I want to talk first about Anthem. Do you guys want to talk about Anthem? Can we talk about Anthem for a second? I guess we sure. can talk about Anthem. Why okay. Not? Uh, it looks good. That's cool. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah? Visually. Yeah, Noah? I really want to climb in that suit. Okay. Yeah. So that was it. That's pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, what I really want to want to say about Anthem was like I'm glad Bioware is moving beyond what they are normally doing. 
Agreed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they back, they started way back in the day with, like, Jade Empire and KOTOR and things like that, and then they just sort of reskinned, rehashed, and retooled what they were working on over and over again until EA got their grubby little hands on them and turned them into, well, Mass Effect Andromeda. So my issue is more of... BioWare's really been story. That's kind of been their bread and butter for a lot of things. Um, and from Anthem... Uh, it seems to be the only thing that's really missing from it is any real, even snippet of story. There's like the beginning intro part, but really, what does any of this matter? Who are these people? And yes, the action sequences look great, the visuals are fantastic, but we've been there, we've done that. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. I mean, we've played Mass Effect Andromeda's gameplay. It's horrid. Like the multiplayer, I do not like it, and I liked Mass Effect 3's multiplayer. If it's just the same gameplay from what I like, from what we saw as Mass Effect, which it looked exactly the same, just without cover, yeah, unless there's a really great story there. <laughs> I can't completely ignore um, what they might bring to the story, but at the same time, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not interested. I am cautiously optimistic. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to use that one? I am. All right, since we're talking about cautious optimism, oh, let's talk about the one game you guys are just <laughs> drooling over, Monster Hunter. Drooling is a little light to put out on <laughs> <laughs> this game. He is leaking. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, okay, I'm not saying that I'm not excited about this game. I'm very excited about this game, but I've been burned in the past. <laughs> I saw the first trailer for No Man's Sky. <laughs> we all did. We yeah, all we saw all that. Yeah, yeah. We all saw the potential for that game. But this is an existing IP. This has a heritage. Yeah. All it has to do is more of the same. It has a heritage on handheld systems. Right. Yes. But it no actually even it doesn't it has a heritage back on consoles before it became the system. the monster of you know handheld games <laughs> yeah oh god please oh, I saw it just you, I thought, I thought saw, we were all better you okay. saw the light no, tick off in my head <laughs> we're supposed to be better than this guys okay I okay I am if that is the gameplay then yes. I will play the crap out of that game all the time. Yes. And uh, just like the 3DS version 4, my personal favorite, 4. Yes, that's where I started. Yeah. I will love it and, and jump online and play with friends and play offline for hours, just gearing my guy up to the craziest nth degree. But I can't imagine that what we saw at E3 is actual gameplay. I think it is I gameplay, disagree. it's just it's scripted gameplay. I think that is a rehearsed demo that I has will, been produced multiple, multiple times. I will say that from the videos that I've watched of people that are actually there, they watched multiple demos of the same version, and there were different outcomes. There were times where, if for those of you that haven't seen it, there was a scene where two monsters met, and then they actually fought. From the guy that I did my own research from, uh, states that there are times when those monsters do not fight, and there are times when the monsters will actually leave you alone. There are new things coming to this, and I do believe that that was actual gameplay that we saw. Okay, I mean, as I say, cautious optimism, because I, I've been burned before, uh, n not only not only from No Man's Sky, but but so many others um, in the past, and I, I just I just 
I don't want to be hurt again, guys. I don't want to be hurt again, especially for Monster Hunter. You, someone you I can't trust. play video games then. Like literally, all games are are you know <laughs> that the anticipation. True. That is not true because Skyrim is coming out on the Switch. I'm going to talk about the Switch one first. Skyrim is coming out on the Switch. I know exactly what I'm going to expect from that. It's not going to be the high quality craziness that uh, a PC version with mods can give me, but it's going to give me a maybe slightly scaled up version of the uh, 360 one, the first one that I ever played. It'll bring me back to that first day that I brought that game home and Oh man, I played that thing for six hours straight, non-stop, and I loved every single second of it. There's a slight, little slight thing in me that thinks this is going to be Borderlands 2 on the Vita. Yeah. Where there's only like five enemies and any more, <laughs> yeah. it'll just break. <laughs> I, I hate you so much for saying that. Uh, you guys can't hear my heart getting crushed. Because okay, like so black black heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It grew just a little just bit a little just bit. to get just to a little get yeah, yeah. So my thing is like I've been I'm so tired of like the rehashing and all this time. But um, Skyrim is one of those games that I haven't had any real hands-on experience in years. I played it when it first came out. I yelled at rocks or whatever the hell you do in that game. Oh yeah. Uh, or dragons. Um, and then I quit. I beat the game, got the story, and I was out. I right. didn't do any of the DLC. I didn't do any of the side quests, really. Side quests were most of the game. Yeah. All right. All right. Stuff. I, I yelled Goose Fabra or whatever. Fusro da. Get Thank it you. right. Thank yeah. you. Jesus. Whatever. <laughs> um, and so this is kind of, I was like, well, you know, I have a Switch. I need games to play. This could be, you know, that entry. Yeah. Now I have to rethink everything because of Noah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it, it could be a stunning disappointment, but it's Skyrim. I'll play it a hundred times, unless it's on the VR. I will not play it on the VR. That's To me, that's the weirdest thing, because the one thing I know about you, Paul, is you'll play Skyrim, you know, like a Dr. Seuss book. You'll play it in a shoe, you'll play it in a hat, you'll play it whatever. Yeah, oh yeah, I will. Yeah. Um, but... And VR seems like the perfect spot where you're literally immersed in the world. No. You see, here's the thing. Here's the thing about immersion. Um, and we, we could have, and I really do at one point want to have a full uh, podcast topic about this, but immersion starts and ends at the end of your hands. And what I mean by that is if you feel a controller in your hands, you are not immersed. As soon as you don't even notice that you're holding a controller, you have to remind yourself that you're holding a controller. That's when you're immersed. No, and I get that. That is breaking the immersion. Yeah. If when you start breaking comfort. That's yeah. Basically exactly. What you're at. Exactly. Um, I don't see how using like a, a motion controller would break immersion, or being able to even play with the, the DualShock Four would right. be breaking immersion. Because, and this this is where VR and I uh, part ways. The um, the Warhammer, say, in Skyrim is, let's say, 20 pounds. The controller in my hand is not. My brain and what I'm seeing is telling me that I'm holding a massive Warhammer that is glowing and it's massive and it does 500 damage to every single thing I touch with it. But in the real world, I'm swinging this little stick around with my little hand being like, hit it faster, hit it faster. 
Mister. Well, Paul, <laughs> that's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not the fault. If if I can do that without any consequence, that's not immersion. Well, that's you're the guy who is like LARPing a peanut allergy character on yeah. fucking Skyrim. Yeah. And you can't swing slower. He he wasn't allergic <laughs> to peanuts. Uh, Dan is referring to a character that I played in Skyrim who was actually a vegetarian. Oh, thank you. Even Sorry. worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, okay, VR has its place. Its place is, right now, very far away from something that is very immersive. No, it, they have very immersive content. It really is just about the game that you play. And yeah, I guess so. It. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You can't hold a 220-pound mallet. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you can't pick that up. Why would you want to? That's, right? uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I, I mean, am a as tiny it will, like, <laughs> guess what? The Switch has HD rumble. You could put that in your controller. There you go. Yeah, yeah, they do have HD rumble. So I think yeah, the, Switch's rumble, the yeah. Switch's rumble will be more immersive than any VR thing. And and this is this is the same yeah yeah this this, is this right thing. here is gonna be my two hundred pound mallet I'll take and, it and you're gonna be like man take this it. feels right yeah this, <laughs> this feels take right yeah. I mean this this no no, no that was the left sorry you got oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this could be um, transferred right over to Fallout Fallout VR Fall down VR yeah, yeah. Fall down VR <laughs> exactly because. Uh, <laughs> Not only are you going to get dizzy and probably fall down, yes, Noah, not only is this world probably going to be void of detail, because it's not going to be those 4K textures that we just got. I mean, how much detail was there actually in Fallout? Yeah, who really cares? Who snapped? <laughs> <laughs> snap? No, it's, it's true. Fallout 4 was kind of a disappointment. I still played it. I still love it. I don't... I don't... It's, it's Bethesda. They do perfect games, and they do not great games. All right, Codsworth. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was that was amazing. I, I mean, to hear my own name over and over again. Okay, really but cool. so my thing is, is like, how awesome is it going to be to to like literally run into a death claw in the wastelands? I don't, in VR. I don't want to shit myself in real life. Why not? That's the point of video games. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then let's go on the other end of that same spectrum with Doom VR. This is teleporting. You're taking... There are good and there are bad. <laughs> so, so for those who don't know, Skyrim VR and Fallout VR, you are able to walk around in that world. Yeah. Yes. So in Doom VR, the one game where you should be able to walk around, where I think it would even be easier to program the game so that you can walk around, instead, you are teleporting from point A to point B, then shooting, then from point A to, or from point <laughs> B to point C, then shooting, etc. Yeah. How many times have you been in the time machine now? <laughs> too many too many times, guys. It, it wasn't comfortable. Yeah. I mean, to, to go off Doom real quick, I think that, <coughs> to go against you, I think it actually works better in this sense to teleport rather than to walk. Doom's speed is faster than as a young user, someone who played this recent Doom. The speed of that game is faster than any other game I've ever played. Well, it's slow down the game. True, but at that point, when does it stop being Doom? Because you got to then slow down all the enemies. At what, at what point stops becoming Doom? Yeah. When it's a slideshow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. Yeah. So real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back in time again. Uh, we have another guy who just walked out of the Nintendo press press briefing. That I press guess was <laughs> press briefing. That was uh, that was only uh, what like I think. 30 seconds long so like I'm, yeah, I'm not sure he's going to have much to say I blinked and it was gone yeah 
Thank you, Paul, but it looks like I won't be much help this year as I was accidentally sent back to the year 1955 and inadvertently stopped our mother and father from meeting for the first time, and if I don't get them to fall in love by tomorrow's electrical storm, I may never have existed, which, of course, begs the question of how I would have been able to stop them from meeting if I never existed to travel back in the past to do so. Back to you. I'm going to have to interrupt my inferior past self here, Paul, because I just got out of the Nintendo port of E3 2017, and I have to say, one, I will be the only Paul left alive at the end of E3, and two, Mario Odyssey looks like it will be a ton of fun. Looking forward to that later this year, Paul. All right, so Nintendo's press briefing was short. It was very brief, and it was to the point. Um, Mario Odyssey? Huh? Thoughts on Mario Odyssey, guys? I would throw my hat on it. Like it's, it. Looks I see better. where you. I yeah. see how yeah, you, you, see, how you yes, got you that. See, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. I get that. I like it. Because I, I would, I want to be in that. Yeah. No, I, I want to play that game. It yeah. looks, it looks really fun. It looks like a Mario game. And, and to be honest, it's one of the few times. Like, so I, you know, I was really into Mario Galaxy when it first came right. out, and then they redid in Mario Galaxy Two, and I thought it was cool. But I don't know. Nothing had quite. You know, attached me like when they did Mario 64 for the 64, first time. 64, man. Yeah, it really was the first. Live and die by 64. The remaking of Mario. You yeah. Know, it, it brought Mario into a whole new dimension. Yeah, it definitely did. Um, and that was a really bad pun. Yeah, huh? at least somebody got it. Um, but the, with this one, I kind of think that they're adding a level of depth to the game that we haven't seen yet, which yeah. could be really nice. Yeah. Yeah, Noah. I mean, I mean, I know Noah. You don't have a switch, but if you had a switch, if would you I play this? If I had a switch, this would be my very first Mario game to play. Seriously? Seriously. What? I have never played a Mario game before. Okay, no, no, no. Uh, are you talking about you've never played like a 3D Mario game, or you've never played no, a side scroller? I've also? never played a side scroller. Holy crap! Either. So you mean by play, as in you've never like five minutes played it, or you've never like played like, through? Never played. Okay. Game, period. Okay. Well. I mean, well, Noah's off the podcast. Noah's <laughs> off the podcast. Yeah, he doesn't know anything about video games, clearly. <laughs> clearly. Uh, someone's going to have issue with that one. Yeah, but no, I I Okay, I well, want as you someone play who's uh, a Mario virgin. As as a Mario virgin. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I did that. But uh <laughs> it, it looks okay. You know, it it looks okay, but I don't understand Kind of the the uh, let me rephrase. I understand the point of it. There is really good platforming, and they change a lot of different stuff into it. I am not a platformer game kind of guy. The closest thing to a platforming game that I think I played and really really like was the story mode in Smash Brothers Brawl on the Wii. <laughs> God. Well, okay. so he's never played a, a Mario game, but he'll play Smash Brothers. That's and, a fighting game, man. Come and, on. And, and that's close enough. It's close I suppose. Enough. Okay, jeez. <laughs> I think we need an intervention episode. Yeah, no, hey, we, we need him to play Mario. Yeah. Hold on, let's that figure out why that's going to have to do a, a yeah. let's play for Mario. For freaking Mario. Mario. What? Let's figure out why the start has eyes one. first, and then we'll we'll come back to me not playing Mario. It's, it's <laughs> Mario. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everything has eyes, right? <laughs> okay. So what else did? Oh, right. Uh, there's a game coming out uh, that's really anticipated, and they showed just the number that it was going to be. Breath of the Wild two. Oh wait, no, that's Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, 
uh, Metroid. I think they call uh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. Metroid I, I, yeah. number four. And I've, I I've, thought it was Metroid. Metroid. It uh, might be Metroid. M I I Troid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Christ. You see, I thought you said you met Roy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so apparently they are working on Metroid Four, but they could be working on that for the rest of our lives, and we'll never see it. Could very well be. I, I think, to be honest, it's one of those things that. Nintendo, like, they watched the recap of their show before they, you know, did it, and they're like, well, we're missing something. Oh, yeah, games. Um, <laughs> so let's see what we can grab from the bag and throw out what's the next thing that people are going to want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Metroid. 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 It le- well, okay, there are there is another one coming out for the 3DS, and that looks which, like a 2D side-scrolling yeah. shoot-em-up, which, okay. I'm a Metroidvania super fan. I love Metroidvania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So that, that, I'm sold. I'm just really, really bad at Metroidvania games. For some reason, I just, I don't understand it. If you didn't grow up playing the original Castlevanias, the original Metroids. Yeah, you know, yeah. Contra, I mean, I, all those. I played Metroid, Super Metroid. I played Super Metroid, and I liked it. Um, I just, I never got into it the way that I got into many other games on the Super Nintendo, yeah. like uh, Unicycle Racers. That was a good game. That was a really was good, a good game. game. <laughs> <laughs> that was a super good game. I know. No, this is going way over your head. But yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you should YouTube some of these. They're, they're good. Yeah. They're good. Um, I'll take your word for have it. Have you ever played a Metroid game? No. No. What Nintendo games have you played? Yeah. Um, Zelda. We Sport. No, I never played a Zelda. You never played a Zelda? Never played a Zelda. Really? Yeah, really. Okay, so you played Wii Sport yeah. and Super Smash Brothers. Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Brawl. Okay, that was your first. Yeah. Okay. You, uh, well, okay. What was your first Nintendo console? Have you? Do you own? Have you owned any? Okay. A Wii. A Wii. And then I owned a 3DS. Oh God. Uh, you owned a 3DS. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Wow. Well. All right. <laughs> I mean, everybody has to start somewhere, I guess. Yeah. Um. Hey, so man, Ghost Squad on the Wii was my jam. <laughs> Uh, so I am getting word one more time that uh, uh, another one of my past selves is contacting me. Let me know how he's how he's doing. Uh, how's it going there, Paul? Paul, this is the you you sent back to E3 2007 instead of E3 2017, reporting to you after three years of starting my new life in the past. As my timeline has completely diverged from your own, I am now three years into a law degree and enjoying knowing every major event that will happen before it happens. My life is a constant struggle in isolationism, and the only happiness comes from looking forward to the new Mario Odyssey game coming in seven years. So yeah, even he is excited about the new Mario game. I mean, he won't be playing it for quite a long time, but yeah, yeah. It's so what you're saying is only you are excited for the new Mario. I am excited for the new Mario game. It, it looks, I am as it well. looks good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'd like to see where they go with the uh, hat thing. That's, yeah, that's the kind of fun. only holdup I really have is the <coughs> Mario in the real world real world situation because I can't break the concept of the whole Sonic having a love interest that's right. like a real world. right. If you have two hours. Uh, I will talk to you off mic about um, my uh, planned fan fiction to bring all of the Mario games into one uh, long television show. Yeah, I totally have time for that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's amazing. I I'm don't sure. have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so okay, moving on. Since Nintendo, that's pretty much all they gave us. We are actually longer than. The yeah, we conference. were we were longer we were longer than them, uh, which is you know. It isn't surprising. It isn't surprising. They don't have much to talk about. Let's talk about Spider-Man, huh? Let's freaking talk about Spider-Man. Who called it that it would have such a big presence at each Yeah, of course it had a big presence. Homecoming is right around the the corner. It had a big presence last year as well. Yeah, 
Because yeah. Homecoming was being announced. And probably because uh, uh, Civil War had just happened. He is the easiest marketable... No, I know that. That is exactly it. Like, he no, is, yeah, yeah. He is the easiest. It is summertime right now. Every kid that's off school is looking at Spider-Man being like, oh my god, that guy's a high schooler? Fuck, I want to swing webs around and shoot people with webs. Who doesn't and want to do that? Did you guys see the web swinging in that game? My god, it looks gorgeous. Yeah, it, no, and that's the thing. is, It looks like a great game. It really does. Probably like one of the few Spider-Man games that I've seen and going, I might actually want to pick that up. Right? My only holdup was so much time was allocated for it that it literally was just like, why is this going on for so long? Because E3 needs great. to be very poignant and move on to the next thing. Hold on. it really needs to be. Let me ask you this. What would you rather see in the place of that time? Because there was not really much else to see. The Last of Us 2 is what I'd rather see. <laughs> that wasn't going to happen. I know, but you asked what I'd rather I'm, see. I'm t- it's I, not going to happen, guys. I, I, I resent. I pull it all back. I totally would have liked to see Last of Us 2 as well. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that that I wouldn't have absolutely loved to see gameplay or even another uh, 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 cutscene. Cut yeah, I would have, I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah. But they're not going to do that until they are a thousand percent ready. I mean, all they really needed was Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson, the voices of uh, Joel and Ellie, to come on and like play the guitar, and that was it. Then they could have left. Yeah, oh, like man. yeah. Oh, I would, I would have cried. Right? I would have straight right? up cried. Could you imagine? Yeah. But then again, I, I'll kind of go back to what you said uh, last time about uh, GTA and Rockstar. They don't need to do any of this. No, absolutely. They no, all they had to do was do that teaser trailer they did, however many months ago. And we're already sold. Yeah. We're already buying that game. They could have just shown a title. Yeah, they could have just shown like, hey, remember this? Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So uh, we've they, already deducted the money from your account. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Like, thank you, thank you, Sony. Um, okay, well, how about Black Flag Two? I'm oh, sorry, so sorry. Uh, Skull and Bones. I like pirates, but I'm kind of like I had my fill. Yeah. 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 I, Pirates, the one for Xbox, looks interesting if I had a crew to play with enough. Right. right. Uh, sea of Thieves? Sea of Thieves. Sea of yeah. Thieves, right. Uh, it, to me, the gameplay didn't... <laughs> Hold on. Are you going to tell me you're not going to play Sea of Thieves, but you're still playing Ark? It's two different games. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, though? Is it? Yes. All right. uh, uh, to me, Sea of Thieves didn't have gameplay that I was intrigued in yeah. Wait, uh, and, and maybe that was the fault of whoever put together the trailer for it yeah you didn't like all those influencers saying yo ho yo ho not really <laughs> like it, it was all kind of boring but I mean uh, the skull and bones one to you know kind of show the other end of that the gameplay looks amazing because I've already played that gameplay in Assassin's Creed Black Flag and then again in Assassin's Creed Rogue which is Black Flag with Ice, if you guys didn't know. Yeah. 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 And Bad Irish Accents. I actually accents. like Bad Irish Accents. How long How long was it from playing Black Flag to playing I played Rogue, Rogue before 4. Interesting. I was a genius. Interesting. Because I knew yeah. which way it would go if I did it the other way around. Yeah, you should have. Oh, that was a good idea. How many yeah. penguins did you kill? All. <laughs> All of the penguins. I killed penguins in Ark, too. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah. I get my polymer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, guys, I didn't know if you knew this, but they announced Fast and the Furious, the video... Oh, no, Need for Speed. They announced no Need cares. for Speed, Payback. the video game. Yeah. Oh, wait. Paycheck. Need for Speed is a video game. That's weird. Yeah. It doesn't look like it at all. Bring me back my Midnight Club, Rockstar. Yeah. There, there it is. we go. There it yeah. is. Freaking Midnight Club, man. That I game is that game. so good. <laughs> oh, so good. Until they went dub. I'm sorry. That's What? Oh, that no. was 
okay. Oh, come on, come no, on. That I was at the height. That was at the height of Dub Nation, that's, dude. That's when you're you're. Don't ever say that. <laughs> <laughs> but your mechanic calls you essay, man. Oh my god. Hey, essay. Yeah. Come on, essay. <laughs> Get those dub ribs on there, essay. <laughs> All right, well... Um, <laughs> you guys are just proving my point. <laughs> Moving from that travesty, Need for Speed, to um, a game that might be good if it ever comes out during our lifetime, Beyond Good and Evil 2. I am really enjoying... They make some really amazing cutscenes. And that is pretty much all we're going to get for the next 30 years. You know, yeah. I figured out yeah. what E3 is. E3 is cutscenes. Yeah. 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 It's three days of cutscenes. Three days of cutscenes. Yeah. No, I I mean, I, I I hate to agree with you, but it's 100% true. Yes, Beyond Good and Evil looks amazing. If you haven't checked it out, check out the thing. I want to see a TV show that looks exactly like this and plays exactly like this. I never played Beyond Good and Evil any thing so i i did for a little while i never finished the game but the universe that they created in the short time that i yeah. played it was so cool and so fun it was really ahead of its time it really was and uh like the gameplay was kind of at the time sort of rote but yeah. it still uh, uh innovated in directions i don't think anyone expected it to be as big as it became exactly and that's really and i think that might be what's holding it up is the fact that people are like well why is this game so popular what the hell did we do yeah somebody yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. someone tell us why why this you like yeah. this so much and yeah so. and that's probably what they've been doing for the past 10 years is, yeah. is trying to figure out what what was the magic popular. yeah what, what was the magic um i guess from one cutscene to another cutscene video game uh detroit yes uh dan, you already know I, where i, I stand I, know, so dan, I, I want i want you to tell us how do you feel about detroit i'm, I'm already sold like to be honest like so i i enjoy cinematic gameplay because I enjoy the story aspects. Like it's not just about the visuals. Like it looks like a great game. It's exactly kind of what um, Anthem, right? You know, is kind of trying to do. It's like, oh, here, check out these amazing visuals. But instead of going, hey, look at me fly around. Hey, look at me fly around some more. Like there's like okay, yeah, there here's was some visual. shooting stuff. Yeah, but it, they didn't like hold on it. It literally yeah. is just moving from pacing to pacing to pacing, and it really sets a good story. And like here's the thing that's going on. Here's what the game play is actually about. Yeah. And I enjoy that. Yeah. Like, they do a good job with story generally. Like, some are a little bit better than others, obviously, but it, it's story based gameplay. Right, right. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Noah? My, my one problem with games that I have now dubbed them Telltale esque. <laughs> okay. Is that once you're done playing it, that's kind of it. And there are the ones that are really good enough stories, but until I know that the story's good enough, I don't feel like my $60 is worth it as a very poor man. Because, God, you had to spend it on a fucking time machine. The time machine is worth it, guys. We're getting great coverage. I mean, there were some mistakes, but fine. No, I'm going to ask you a question. Well, how can you test it without opening it? Oh, my God. Don't you dare bring that. <laughs> explain later. Yeah? Explain okay. All right. Fantastic. Explain it later. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, well, I have... I have one more guy out in the field. I just want to get his uh, final thoughts on E3 and everything that happened there. Kind of wrap up back at E3. Uh, so I'm throwing it to you, Paul. Well, Paul, here I am on the last day of E3 2017. I sure have seen a lot of things here over the past few days, and not all of those things video game related. When I first got here, I didn't know what to expect, as time travel can be a tricky thing to get right, but thankfully, all is well now. I'm glad I got my hands on some of the big games here, mainly Mario Odyssey, 
Assassin's Creed Origins, and Call of Duty World War II. But really, it was the community here that was celebrating everything that was to come in the next 12 months of gaming. A lot can be said about the video games that were here or not here, and I'm sure you back at the studio in your own timeline will be talking about it, but at the end of the day, it's really all about the games. Good or bad, breakout hits or duds, what matters is that we get together and say with a collective voice that video games are pretty fucking cool. And as the evening comes to a close, E3 wrapping up, I can say with all sincerity that it was all a privilege. With the Time Wraith now banished to whatever dimension it came from, and Evil Paul dead, and his body dumped somewhere in the Pacific Ocean, I am excited for the next year in gaming. Even if I can't exist anymore because my existence would cause a ripple in the space-time continuum, my body is now shimmering out of existence. My final thoughts rest on the games I am most looking forward to missing, like God of War, Spider-Man, and State of Decay 2. For the non-player character podcast, this is The Final Paul, signing off. So I got some weird news today from our sponsor, Starbucks. Uh, Evidently, I didn't represent the company's best interest during the last episode, which is strange because I read word for word what they definitely sent me. So I hope with this ad read that I'm about to record, it is uh, the way they want it. Anyway, today's sponsor is Starbucks. Starbucks is the leading company in high-quality coffee at convenient locations around the world. There's no better place to grab a cup of joe with a friend or before heading into work. And now, with Starbucks' new Starbucks app, you can order online and have your personalized cup of coffee waiting for you when you hit the door. Not to mention, with every dollar you spend through the app, you get Starbucks stars that will earn you a free cup of coffee or even one of their top-shelf lunch or breakfast items. And for the newest items on Starbucks' menu, be sure to hold those you love close to you as the great force you feel inside your heart pulls you ever closer to the last breath you'll ever take. It is the silence that will drive you from the safe shadows inside, and the noises, the cacophonous noises that you find false comfort in. Instead, search the salvation in those quiet, still, and dark places. The light of the morning star will steal from you and destroy you. The sylvan calls will tempt you closer until that light, that all-consuming light, fills your mind with its lies. Don't let your eyes refuse to see the glory in our darkness, my children. Among these hushed sounds, within these darkened and hollowed pits, the light will be our enemy, and we will listen to the shadows with our hearts closed now to that lying sun and those deafening sounds. We are the ones we will scream. We are the ones. Starbucks. So, E3 is finally over. The dust has settled, and... That didn't take long. It didn't take long. No, No, it didn't take long. It was underwhelming, for sure. Like... God, it feels like a whole fucking day. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, for me, it was like seven days, because I had to just go back and forth and back and forth with the time machine. Like, it was... Ugh. Exhausting. We told you you not to spend the money on it. We told you. I... 
This time machine. We could have got matching shirts or it's a something. I can this, do anything with this time the machine. The salesman now. told you about the medical problems that could happen with that. I wasn't. I was on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> you millennials. So, so <laughs> we'll quickly go around the table. Dan, what game are you most excited for? Um, so I hate to say Monster Hunter because there's just so much room to be disappointed right there. Right. Um, one that I am looking forward to is Hidden Agenda because I enjoyed uh, Until Dawn so much. Until Dawn is a good game. Um, but if you I have do, friends, yeah, it's boring otherwise. No, I, well, I played it by myself. Really? And then I played it with friends. Really? Both were enjoying. Okay. Yeah. I was um, bored the first time, but yeah. Yeah. Well, um, but <laughs> the thing I'm worried about with that is um, I played Until Dawn not expecting or knowing much about it. I didn't. I bought it cheap and friends kept raving about it and was like well fine I'll, I'll just play it don't tell me anything but I'll play yeah, it yeah and it you know that hidden gem that yeah. that thing well the gem is no longer hidden can magic strike twice or lightning strike twice as it is yeah so that's the part I'm concerned about right I wouldn't necessarily call until dawn lightning in a bottle yeah, but for as far as like game design goes and you know we we're having these horror genre games Friday the 13th um true what's the new one uh dead by daylight dead by daylight actually that's old but yeah you know what I mean. But, yeah. like, you know, these things are trying to kick off, and I think they've done it the best so far. Yeah. No. I, I, I don't disagree, for sure. Um, it, it looks like an interesting way, especially with the second screen thing, that usually doesn't work in video games, but uh, in a game like this, this is exactly the format it would work for. Yeah, it's very much a good social experiment. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, having your friends around... Uh, finding out who your friends are and what they'll do yeah. uh, in, in similar situations. It's, it's really good. Um, all right, Noah. Noah, what are, you, what are you looking forward to? Monster Hunter. And you're sticking with that? I'm sticking with it. Monster 100%. Hunter. 100%. Okay. I'm sticking with Monster Hunter. It's okay. a game that... This is, this is naivete uh, in person form. <laughs> you know what? Take your bad attitude somewhere else. <laughs> Monster Hunter is great. It's always been great. Um, you know, and as somebody who who played the DS or 3DS Monster Hunter version and really fell in love with it, I didn't have anybody to play with. And to put it on a better, bigger console, that's a gonna run it better. It's gonna run it smoother. The the graphics are gonna look prettier. No, it's gonna have worse frame rates. It's gonna be terrible. Welcome <laughs> to next gen. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but it will be terrible unless you get it on the PS4 Pro. Oh, or the or Xbox, the Xbox One, One X. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate both of you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, no, I, I, okay, I will admit, I will jump onto your side and to your defense real quick and say Capcom usually doesn't put out a Monster Hunter game that isn't polished, that isn't at least ready to go and play. Granted, they've been playing with that same formula since... And they've all been on a Nintendo console. And they've all been on a Nintendo console, yes. But um, they they know what they're doing. They have faith in this IP specifically. Uh, and unlike um, um, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, we we got to see a, a good portion of it. And if, if what we got to see is actually in-game stuff, it will be good. Guaranteed. No matter how many flaws, no matter how small it might be, it will be good. And I'll actually be able to play it with friends. True. Yeah. True. Once you find some. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so wait, Paul, you you... <laughs> <laughs> wait, hold on. Wait, you guys aren't my friends. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll play Monster Hunter with you. Yeah, yeah. 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 After you play a Super Mario Brother, for fuck's sake, play <laughs> yeah. one Mario game. Any of them. Jesus. Yeah. So Paul, you you've had E3 as an experience most people probably haven't had. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, time traveling and experiencing it over and over again in different iterations and different, uh, uh, you know mindsets yeah no i understand where you're coming from with that sentiment um so the game i'm looking forward to most uh is last of us 2 and um <laughs> you're disqualified you're off the podcast yeah. disqualified off the podcast I'm off the podcast so it's just going to be me on the, on the show <laughs> all right listeners well okay i understand that it wasn't shown at e3 but nothing else at e3 really caught my attention cuz paul awkwardly plays with the table <laughs> Okay, Dad of War, God of War looks great. I'll play it. And uh, am I really excited for it? I'm excited for it. State of Decay 2, it was shown. I am excited for that. Am I really excited for that? And is it the most anticipated game? No. I'll but play you, it. your most anticipated game of the show can't be the one that wasn't at the show. <laughs> because if it was at the show, it would be all of our most anticipated games. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I picked it, and I was surprised you guys didn't. That's all I'm saying. No, okay. Pick okay. Spider-Man like a man. <laughs> <laughs> I, but what I'm trying to say is that none of the games that were shown at E3 really grabbed me and said, this is the game you need to play. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then, Monster Hunter came... none of them. Monster the Hunter answer. came close. Yeah. God of War came close. Uh, State of Decay didn't really show too much, but I'm, I was already on board for it. Spider-Man came close, but I know that the uh, story will take uh, a huge centerpiece in the gameplay, and they'll forget about the side quests and the exploration of New York. I have a feeling that's what's going to happen, uh, because it's sort of Spider-Man's first outing on this uh, next-gen, high-graphic, uh, uh, high-detailed uh, uh world we live in now so i i don't know i i can't pick one game and say that this is my most anticipated game uh so i am bowing out of the the question (laughs) in general well the one thing i gotta say that is actually quite kind of amazing or at least kind of telling is that destiny 2 hasn't been mentioned one time that's because you guys told me not to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did tell him not to. But okay, we'll talk about a little bit about Destiny 2 and how it is coming out. And everybody who played Destiny 1 will now play Destiny 2. Hell yeah, I will. It looks great. Uh, it's on PC now, which might make me actually uh, try it out. Hold on. It's not announced yet for PC. It's coming sometime later after console. We don't know what it is. I, I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, okay. No, the heartbreaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're the heartbreaker. What's going on? I feel real proud of it, too. Yeah, so it... <laughs> Destiny 2 is, is happening. It To me, Destiny feels like any of the sports games that were announced. And that's exactly what I was going to say. Is yeah. This is literally, you don't need to say much because we all know already. Yeah. Like, there's nothing left to be said. There's nothing yeah. left to be said. All the trailers that they showed make Destiny look like it has a story now, which is fantastic. Kind of. Yeah, it puts you in a place where there's things that are happening. Yes. Yeah. Whether yeah. or not they have the time to tell us what's actually happening, we'll find out this time. Yeah, exactly. And they have they have uh, uh, A and B list actors doing uh, voice acting for it, well, which is fantastic. They were there in the first one, you just didn't hear them that much. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's Destiny. Yay. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, also FIFA was, and Madden yeah. and NBA. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're destined to buy it all. 
Stop it. Noah, god damn it. Again. We were almost all I'm the out. way through the podcast. <laughs> and now the podcast is empty. Look at what you did. So, I guess we gotta wrap up on this last question. Do we think next year we will get another E3 after this one? Oh god, please. <laughs> don't, don't bite into this tabloid bullshit. Yes. But, yes, yes, yes. We will right. always get an E3, but that does beg the question, Why? Because money. Stockholders. stockholders. But stockholders, fine. But why does it have to be televised? Why does it have to be, be no, shot into our faces because for, for th- Stockholders six need to know days. what's the response. They need to know what are things that actually have traction. They need to know these things. Same thing that we covered during the last episode. It really is about that. It needs to be thrown at people because we're going to catch it because we're the ones standing at the front of the line. They're not trying to hit us. They're trying to hit you know Everybody their parents in the background. Right, right. Okay. So. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a cycle that we go through every year. It's it's GDC. It's uh, uh, it's Marine World, and we're the front row. They're trying to splash the back row. Right. Like, you can't you can't be mad if you're sp- sitting in that area. Right. That's, right. That's where we are. But I mean, you know, to to be fair, it is sort of a celebration. I mean, it is. Like we could have had, we could have started this podcast with any topic that we have a gigantic list of uh, topics that we want to get to. But instead, we started with E3 because E3 is a celebration. Everybody that cares about video games... Even though we ragged games, on it quite a bit. Even though we ragged on it quite a bit. Everyone who cares about video games watches it, pays attention for six straight days. Everything that goes on. And it's it, it's a testament, really. It's a testament to video games and how far video games have come. Uh, you can look back... Uh, one of my time travelers, he, he can see from 2007 what it's like, and then now. It's it's giant steps that we're able to make just because uh, a whole bunch of publishers and developers get together and throw money at a giant screen and some A and B list actors to stand on stage and say that this is the game that we're making. Whether it's a good game or not, <laughs> this is the game we're making. So, yeah. I'm excited for next year, because that's when most of the games are coming out. Right. And you'll find out that the new games that you get announced will be shown off at the E3 after that. Right. That is the state of the industry. Right. Gamers, we're here. Please don't look at us. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming again. Uh, Next week, we'll be off. But the week after that, uh, we will start this podcast doing what we want to do, and that is talk about the industry at its core, in its roots, in the dirtiest, darkest places that we can find. We will... Bring we a will, towel? Yeah, bring a towel. <laughs> I, I say bring a towel, all of you guys. Yeah. It's also going to be warm, too. Yeah. Thank all right. God. Thanks, guys. Right. And exhale... Ah, so much better. E3, actually, in our rearview mirror, it feels fantastic. Uh, Now, this is normally the part of the show where I would do corrections, but as most of what we were talking about was actually facts and opinions, uh, we didn't really have anything to correct much at all. Instead, I will say that I'd like to thank my co-hosts, Noah Belmer and Dan Oravasari, Uh, They were fantastic this week, really helped me out making this podcast a thing. I would also like to thank Katie Thompson for coming in for another uh, thrilling adventure of If Half-Life 3 came out today. Those were always fun to do. 
The song that you are listening to right now and that you listened to at the beginning of this show is a The Strokes song called Under Control. You should really go check out this album. It's amazing. But as for this podcast, that's pretty much it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, We're going to take another week off to kind of cool off, kind of cool our jets. And next time we are actually going to be starting the podcast that we want to start talking about video games, what kind of video games we're playing, what kind of video games we're looking forward to, and also, most importantly, a discussion topic about the video game industry, sort of really getting into what makes the video game industry tick and and such. So, as I said before, thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. I will have my revenge.